Welcome to LA Hospitality News to Go. We're in the midst of summer. I'm Jason Berkowitz. Let's kick it off with the market report. Here's our commodities watcher. This week, the avocado market is in trouble due to a drastic reduction of Mexican imports. Limited harvest and industry conditions resulted in a 25% reduction in imports last week. The market is expected to worsen over the next two to four weeks, then get better. Blackberries and strawberries are inconsistent, but blueberries are looking strong. Iceberg and other lettuces are still seeing some quality issues. Unfortunately, eggs are falling back into short supply, so check your pricing as well. Look out for stone fruits, they are coming in nicely. Food for thought. Beth Schrader from Rains Feldman is back to talk to us, this time about service charges versus surcharges versus tips and fees. There is a lot of hype and confusion going on with what establishments are not only doing with the money, but how they're communicating this to the employees, to the patrons, whether this is on receipts or menus. Establishments are getting in trouble. So we asked Beth to help clarify. What is a tip? A tip is something that's left in the discretion of the patrons, and it's not at all the property of the restaurant. None of it can go to any agent of or manager of the restaurant. Now we have service charge. What's the definition of a service charge? A service charge is a mandated charge that the restaurant sets, usually is for 18% or 20% or something like that. Are restaurants allowed to use the money from the service charge however they may like? Historically, because it's a mandated amount, the restaurant or hotel can do with it what it wishes. It can keep all of it or some of it, and then it can pay out all or some of it. It's wages to the employees, and it increases their regular rate of pay, which impacts their overtime rate, their sick pay, their break pay, becomes a wage and hour issue. I want to take a quick moment and make sure everybody heard that correctly. If you're paying the service charge to employees and not keeping 100% of it, then it is part of their wages and will increase the regular rate of pay. This is going to affect their hourly wage when it comes to overtime, sick pay, break pay. It affects it all. Make sure that you're paying them correctly and that this is displayed correctly on their wage stubs. And if, in fact, the restaurant or hotel maintains any portion of the service charge, then it should be appropriately and transparently communicated that way to the employees and patrons on the menu, on websites, and on the guest check. Is there a difference what you can do with the money, whether or not you're in a restaurant or a hotel? Depending on what jurisdiction you're in. For example, West Hollywood and Santa Monica dictate that 100% of the service charge money must go to employees. There's a similar ordinance for hotels and restaurants within hotels in Los Angeles. If you're not in those jurisdictions, generally in California, you are allowed to retain the service charge. Again, so long as you're clear about what you're doing in your communications to both employees and patrons. Let's take a quick pause before we move on to surcharge and thank the IHC, the Independent Hospitality Coalition here in LA, for all that they're doing to fight for our advocacy as small business and small restaurant owners. Please go to ihcla.org, become a member, it's free, subscribe, donate, just want to support this amazing effort. And now, here's the IHC's very own Fast Eddie with a quick advocacy update. June 21st, City of LA Department of Transportation released their draft policy on what permanent parklets or on-street dining policy will look like. It's a lot of the same department culture, submit something and we'll tell you what we don't like until you get tired and give up or go broke. They also only gave us a July 31st, just over a month, to submit comments leaving out one vital component like, wastewater fees, Hoo-ah! that's right. 
Currently, the code requires us to pay $169 per seat if you want to privatize any of your outdoor dining. On kind of good news, both the city of LA and WeHo publicly announced they are creating initiatives to help the small business community, yet leaving out one important part, us. That's right, all these directives being announced are going to be guided by the same departments that created the bureaucracy in the first place. On the state front, state bills SB 585 and AB 1404 giving us the right to cure. Protections from ADA lawsuits are unfortunately struggling through the legislative process. My people, IXC has been bred for this. Please continue to stay connected because we are only as strong as we are together. And that's your advocacy in a minute update. Thanks, Eddie. And now, back to Beth. We've previously talked about tips and service charges what are surcharges they usually are these small three or four five percent assessments the mandatory charge by the restaurant or hotel they're normally meant to go a hundred percent to the restaurant or hotel to the uh, the business owner but still i would still be clear about the fact that a hundred percent of the money is being retained by the business owner just don't put some qualifying language on there that says something like health benefits surcharge or healthy LA surcharge if you're not going to be consistent in your use of that money. Now, you don't have to ever put a qualifier on surcharge. There's no requirement to that. Just know that if you do, you're going to be stuck on how you use that money. Okay, so that's our brief synopsis for you. As always, we recommend reaching out to your own employment attorney or Beth directly. Her contact info is in the show notes for any follow-up questions and clarifications. And now, it's time for the Owner's Manual. Owner's Manual. Where local LA restaurant owners give advice to fellow restaurant owners. It's summer. What should restaurants be doing to help stir up business? I feel like in Los Angeles, it's very cyclical, right? And actually, that cycle depends on where you are in Los Angeles, too. Here's Dina Sampson, co-owner of Rosa Blue Downtown and Superfine Playa. I mean, if you're by the beach, you know, you're probably going to get a lot busier, right? If you're downtown, you're going to get a lot slower because there's not much activity going on downtown. And so now that we have a restaurant on the beach, but then we also have a restaurant in downtown, the strategies are going to be different for both. So for us, downtown and Rosso Blue, the key for us there is how do we stay top of mind? And the way that we like to do it at Rosso Blue is we like to fill the summer with really cool, interesting events. So for instance, we're doing pizza and cocktail tastings. These things are amazing. They bring all kinds of different demographic, young, old, and they come and they want to just taste pizza with cocktails. For instance, we did a pizza mezcal one. Amazing. So we do that. We do wine dinners and we have our pasta classes so that we constantly have people coming downtown for a reason. Whereas at the beach, you know, it's going to be busy. There's people outside all the time, people walking around, and especially in the neighborhood that we're in. And that's just being open, making sure everyone knows the doors are open, making sure there are cool happy hour specials, lunch specials, whatever it is going to be. And I think it's going to be a little bit easier there. Thanks for tuning in to our second episode. I'm Jason from Arrow Up. Here in LA, we help restaurants develop leaders and supervisors so that they can empathetically, effectively, and legally be set up to successfully manage restaurants here in California. Check us out at arrowuptraining.com. Please like and subscribe the podcast. Reach out, let us know if you'd like to be on. This is all about building community. See you next time. 